0: Back with that we drink it on
1: uh, this is a Arizona Arnold Palmer light half tea half lemonade the
0: old Palmer's mmm it's good stuff good stuff
1: so originally this drink was uh, alcoholic right what do you drink
0: I believe so so I've got a little bit of water with some green tea doing a, a little healthier oh. tonight
1: nice raspberry
0: um, raspberry green tea
1: raspberry green tea is it is it the uh what is it is it like the true brand or whatever like the green boxes
0: no this is crystal light just the little powder ah, pack throw it in a bottle and on your way
1: yeah i remember i remember going up um the only packets that my grandmother had in her house because she was diabetic was crystal light so if i wanted like anything she had like two drinks um, that wasn't her normal iced tea that she made and had ready in the fridge it was um it was crystal light and diet right remember those like those oh, light blue cans of yeah. diet right
0: diet right that stuff that goes I don't back even know now they
1: even yeah do they even still make it
0: i don't know i don't know if they do or not i i would assume so but i don't know good question well, so that that regardless uh, let me go on a little rant though oh, for a little bit. Crystal Light. I went to the grocery store this weekend. Have you been into the grocery store lately?
1: Uh yes.
0: Crystal Light 250 for a, just a box of the little powders of Crystal Light. It was like weren't those like a dollar at one time? Things things are outrageous now at the grocery store. I, I know it's been outrageous I, for a I while, but know. it seems like Seems like it's just getting more outrageous at the grocery store.
1: Yeah, I I actually I'm not too sure because uh, it, it, I what what I should have uh, what I should have done is like t- like put the put the prices in my noggin, you know, store them up here because I like when I was in college ever I was like ramen noodles, oh look at that, it's like yeah. sixty cents for a pack, I'd like woof throw it in there. I don't um, think
0: that's changed. I think sixty six cents for ramen noodles stayed pretty much the same. I think everything yeah. else has gone up
1: though. Well, either I mean they're overhead. I mean, come on. Um Yeah. yeah. So I I don't I don't remember, but there's no way it was like over two dollars. I could see Crystal like be, because like uh, you know, you're not buying like great value. Um granted yeah. it's been yeah, around a lot true. longer than great value has. But you're not you're not buying great value. So I would say the price said, of Crystal Light was probably like one sixty.
0: Yeah, even Great Value seems because that's usually what I get. I usually don't buy the Crystal Light. I usually buy the Great Value. That's a black bear, blackberry lemonade. I think Great Value brand, yeah. and it's gone yeah. up about twice as much. Which, do you did you ever watch Prices Right when you were a kid?
1: Uh getting close to a dollar without going over.
0: That's right. You remember Bob Barker? Yeah man he got so close to a dollar and passed away at 99 just this week (laughs) and we
1: are back welcome everyone to uh episode 77 of the whatever show i am joined by one of my three hosts chris gentry how are you doing this evening
0: I'm doing good, but man, I'm sad about the Bob Bob Barker situation. (laughs) You know, I we've lost so many people this year. It's like, but Bob Barker, man, he was the he was there for me when I was a kid, the game show host, classic. But nowadays, I would fail at prices right because I wouldn't know what any of the prices were for any of these groceries so
1: well, I mean yeah that's true speaking of which you woke up and clearly chose violence today with your your uh, crystal light ramp I I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about my man Arnold up here so there you go. Arizona um you know they have uh, the tea like you could like I remember going into like a CVS and like a gas station and, or really anywhere that sold them, you'd walk in and you would get these massive, massive cans of tea for a dollar. Yeah. Right. Similar, similar to the um, the McDonald's large soda. Get a large for a dollar. Yep. You cannot get those large cans for a dollar anymore. I think I walked into one gas station in the last like two years and, and saw it for a dollar. But it went up like thirty cents, and that's not that's not you know in the grand scheme of like oh it's thirty cents, but that but that, you know people who think like that aren't good with their money because that's that's a lot of money going up right right there you know that's that's thirty percent of the cost it went up by
0: it's it's expensive now we can't you're taking away money from me being able to buy movies and that's
1: a problem that's a problem. Yeah, you're taking away money for me to buy a pizza pie. You know. That's
0: right. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's like uh, you go in, and uh, I used to get coffee at McDonald's one dollar any size. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore.
1: No, nope. one one dollar for a water cup maybe. You gotta uh, be rich
0: would, nowadays.
1: And then and then like gas stations, they they think that they're they're giving you a deal. They're like, ah, oh, you can buy two of these for two fifty. Like, yeah, but. <laughs> But they were two fourteen, you know. Like I don't That's understand. Right.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's the gimmick. It's the price gimmick nowadays. Buy one get, buy two get one free now. But it's like buy two and it cost me ten bucks. I yeah, I could well, get three for like seven bucks just not that long ago.
1: You know, I, I was watching. I was watching the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I don't know if you watch that show regularly or if you've ever seen it before. I've seen it, not watched um, it regularly. So I, I watch it regularly. I've been watching it for a very long time, and I'm not that old, which means we should be questioning why my parents are letting <laughs> me watch that show at such a young age. Uh, like, I've been watching it so long that I remember my dad getting it uh, in on uh, DVD through Netflix because, like, oh, they didn't yeah. have streaming, you know? Yeah. Um, so Man, I, I was that's, watching. That's way back. So It's a long time, yeah. Uh, I, I remember I was watching uh, It's Always Sunny. It's probably been, like, a month ago. Yeah. Um, and they they do this whole thing about inflate this whole episode about inflation, and they're talking to Frank and you know Frank's a businessman he 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 control he owns the bar he's a landlord he's rich you know but uh, he's like no that you know that's inflation you know the value of the dollar has gone down a dollar is worth a quarter, and they're like oh yeah yeah because you know they don't know anything the, the people <laughs> in that show like they play so dumb and they're like yeah 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 and yeah. Uh, and and Frank goes I tell you what. I've got five dollars here if you give me a 10 you can have this and uh, and, and he could, and they're like oh that's a, this one's like a good deal that sounds like a great deal okay all right yeah yeah <laughs> and so they go over and they hand him a 10 and they give him a five and he just folds it up and puts it in his pocket you know um, and it, it, throughout the episode it's ridiculous because they think uh, they're like you know we need to start the the, the whole thing was that they leased a couch th- for like ten years. And it was like two fifty a month, and Frank was like, "You paid twenty thousand dollars for a couch," <laughs> and he's like, "What? No, no, no! And there's no way." Um, so they they try to get back at Frank, and uh, they decide that they want to start uh, leasing couches as a business, <laughs> but they're inflatable couches, okay. and so they're like, "Yeah, we got to take inflation to a whole new level." <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: inflatable couches with inflation. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. That's funny.
1: Um, well, Man. I want I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping uh, before we really get started here, even though we've been going for almost 10 minutes. We are late, and I know what you're thinking. How could you? Every Wednesday at 6 a.m., I wake up bright and early. I hear the, the, the rooster yelling, and the sun peeking over the horizon, and the coffee is brewing, and my eyes are still crusted shut, but... Damn it, I listen to you at 6 in the morning. Well, guess what, people? Um, my my internet wire, so we had a transformer outside that blew up over the weekend, um, and it, it melted all of our wires together on the pole. Mm. But also, it, the same storm knocked out a ton of houses uh, in, a, in a couple towns over, which knocked out our entire power grid, which in turn knocked out our internet provider. So for three days, I didn't have internet completely at all. And then on day three, uh, I got a little bit of internet back, but it was very intermittent. And I was like, man, what's going on? Like, I, I had internet. I could do a speed test, but then I would get like the infinite loading screen and oh, nothing yeah. would play. And so I got on the phone with him. And I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? I got this show to do. I got people counting on me. We talk every day. You know, like they look forward to us every every Wednesday. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. He's like, yeah, you are. And uh, he said, well, you've got, useless internet that's what i call it and i'm like no shit buddy i do have useless (laughs) internet i can't do anything what you think think i'm calling you for yeah he said no 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 like when i'm pinging your modem i don't get a response back but i still see that your internet is online and i'm like okay i guess he does understand the problem um so he (laughs) uh he was able to get a technician he like scheduled me down for an appointment for two weeks out and i was like buddy what do you think, where do you, what do you think this is? Do you think this is the freaking nineties? Like yeah. I can't, you know, like I, I don't have anything to do without this, without internet. I, what am I going to do? Read a book or something That's or right. like watch a DVD. Come on.
0: Um, I got countless fans relying on me for getting this show up.
1: Yeah. Come on but he's like he's like uh i've just got I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put in a ticket and i'm gonna let you know tomorrow morning if i can get someone out there and he's like but the, the thing is, he's like i'm gonna get someone out to the house i promise you i was like okay cool great he says but someone's got to be there over 18 i'm like oh so i gotta take off work for this now too yeah <laughs> I, I i take off work or whatever but i do it at like 10 30 because he calls me and he lives in idaho and this is how their customer service works. He lives in Idaho and he calls me through two hours behind and he's like, I get in at eight a.m. He like it's ten oh five and he calls me and he's like <sighs> to your house right now. <laughs> and I was like I was like, Oh and I got into the car and I zoomed <laughs> home and he uh, he clipped the wire and he brought it down and the entire thing was was uh, ripped open and melted on the inside. Wow, that's crazy. And, and this guy comes over and his like belly's hanging out of the shirt and he scratches it. He's like Yeah, this is a problem. <laughs> Looks like uh wires melted. And I'm like Yeah, I told you the transformer caught on fire, right? <laughs> and he's Surprise. Like, yeah. yeah. But then he actually uh he did hook me he hooked me up because he did another test and he's like, you know, I fixed your wire, but you're not getting the right numbers. And I was like, I think it's just a part of living in a small town. And he goes, no, something's up. And so he, he gets out a new modem and he plugs it in. And he's like, that storm fried your modem, too. And I was like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> what are the odds? He showed me the coax cables. And uh, normally, you know, they're like a kind of like a tan metal inside. This thing was yeah. jet jet black. And so like, you see that black there? Wow. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, Sparks did that. And I was like,
0: that's crazy (laughs) that is crazy man we have had some crazy storms the this whole this whole year we've had crazy storms but man it is messed up people's internet and everything and it is like i it wasn't just you it sounded like the whole town was out for a while
1: it was yeah the whole town i i remember um i went to bed this was friday evening going into saturday because saturday we had a tux fitting and i kind of had to go to bed a little early and so i could wake up and (laughs) Um, we didn't completely lose power that evening, but I remember, like, at 12.30, I, like, had creaked my eyes open a little bit because I could hear our box fan. It was going, <laughs> and I thought, what am I doing, flying a plane in here? What's going on? <laughs> so, uh, it, I mean, it was like like the, the TV, obviously, was like, nope, I'm off, and, you know, the TV shut off, but the lights were like, wow. Yeah, it was. Um,
0: so, was the internet the only thing that fried? Besides the transformer, the anything in the house other than the modem?
1: Not that I am aware of. Uh, TVs were all good and everything. Yeah, yeah. TVs, are, but I've, I've got all those on surge protectors. Um, wow. I, so, when I live in Orlando, um, I had so Orlando. I don't know if you, if you, if anyone knows this, uh, who's listening to the show, but it's got the highest um, rate of lightning strikes. Hmm. Uh, I believe on this side of the U.S. So there are lightning rods everywhere. And you'll see, like, what are those little pulls up on, like, random buildings? Oh, those, they're just lightning, are lightning rods. rods? Huh? Yeah, so wow. um, lightning struck my apartment building uh, one day during a tropical storm. And uh, it fried my TV and fried my Xbox. And after oh, that, man. I was like, wow, I am keeping everything on protectors after that.
0: So, yeah for sure yeah it, that's crazy man and florida going through another hurricane moving through now and tornadoes yep. up here crazy weather man yeah hopefully everyone's global, all right down there
1: i think global warming has um it's finished us i think like the unbearable heat and the fires and you know everything that's been going on has just brought on these insane storms you know i think well, like, I, I think it's the, trying to the, level out
0: yeah, I mean the I think the hurricanes that we're seeing with the increased temperatures in the oceans is what's causing I mean some of the severe weather there, but some of the others it's just yeah, I, I don't it makes you wonder what's going on in our atmosphere and and how the severe the severity of weather kind of affects us in ways that we really haven't seen it before. I mean, we've seen severe flooding, you see wildfires everywhere. It's just Yeah. It's been pretty intense over the last year or so.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I you know, working in the industry that I work in, um, I often have to pay pretty close attention to the weather. and I find myself just kind of like doing that more in general. I yeah. definitely feel like some of the storms we've had, while they might they may be short, because we've had some, you know, one hitters blow through in a couple of hours. They are hard hitting. Like they they just blow right through. Uh and it's it's scary, first off, because you know how often have we have we got a tornado here that's just done devastating damage? Yeah. Um and now that we know something like that is possible here, we grew up being told it couldn't happen uh, because of the bluff. The bluff would protect us and it did. I mean it could What's wrong again? with the
0: bluff, man? It didn't protect yeah. us this time. Freaking bluff!
1: People from Meram—they're so weird. I think it was uh, bluffing. Like, yeah, you know, people in Meram—they're like, I think they're like, uh, they're like God's chosen people. Yeah, I could see that because because Meram, I feel like, is so shut off from the rest of the world like they don't leave. You you yeah. I I don't know anyone who's just like, "Oh yeah, I went to Maram the other day." <laughs> and I, I I never meet anyone who's like, "Yeah, I just came from Maram." Yeah. <laughs> and then and then sure enough, I mean, the tornado did like when the when the people who were saying, "Oh, the bluff is going to protect us." I think they those were the people from Maram. And like once they found out Maram is God's chosen place, and nothing will ever touch them there. They boarded themselves up in Maram and they haven't left since.
0: Yeah. Yep, they uh they they didn't they didn't hold up to it though this time. They they let us down, Miriam. Yeah. You let us down yeah. this time.
1: They lied to well, us. It was just them.
0: <laughs> so we've had some earthquakes too down in our area, you know, we're past due for the big one too, and hopefully that never happens, but we had like three uh smaller yeah. ones over the last couple of weeks. So
1: Yeah, it, i don't it, know. From here it's sometimes it's hard to tell what's an earthquake and what's a mine blast. I mean, I don't, yeah. know, but I don't know about you, but I live, like, right up the road from the mines.
0: So. Yeah, you live... Yeah, you're not too far from the biggest surface mine on the east side of the Mississippi. So you probably hear some <laughs> blasting quite often. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so the internet issue, that brings me to a topic I wanted to... We've talked about this before, but, you know, I I'm, welcome to the world of bad internet, by the way. So I'm glad you could join the forces of the struggles of the rural community and internet service providers (laughs) yeah well it's
1: the same thing with cell service too i don't like i my internet is terrible but it's better than my cell service so i (laughs) we like seriously rely off the stability of this internet Mm. and it's bad it's terrible yeah
0: yeah it's awful so my neighbor just i was actually talking to my wife earlier and So she's a teacher and one of her, our neighbors is a teacher with her. And she's like, Oh, we're getting Starlink now. So they had been signed up for it for a while to get it. Her husband works full-time remote. His job ended up requiring him to go remote during COVID and just never went back. So he works from home. So he's on, he's on the same janky internet service that I'm on. He's like, man, this, you lose it all the time. It's like in and out and they finally i guess signed up a while ago and and just got their approval to get their order their equipment and get set up with Starlink. so my question is, do we all need to switch to starlink
1: well i I don't know because i I don't quite know the technical specifications of starlink uh and I'll tell you what that's actually something I'm going to go ahead and start pulling up while i talk um i I know people who have used uh who have used starlink but i mean those people you know none of them were uh none of them were it, like i don't know people who can like speak to, to technical specifications of yeah. the internet. it's um, like oh this is
0: just cool but it it's pretty expensive when i got to looking at it it's like 600 set up for the equipment and then yeah. like 120 a month
1: you gotta well so so 120 a month in the grand scheme of internet, one twenty a month isn't that bad. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it depends what what kind of speeds you're paying for, right? And how much? So
0: yeah, is there data caps on that? Is there other exactly. things that apply to it?
1: Yeah, we we do uh, we do a package here in town that is one twenty a month, um, and it's like a ten dollar modem rental, or I don't know, it might not even gotcha. be that much. It, it, but but it ends up being about 130 bucks. I, I don't know what you know like what fees, bills, taxes, things like that look yeah. like. And we top out. If I run a speed test right now, I get just over 300 uh, down wow. and like 80 up. And so before before I got the new modem and got it fixed, uh, it was like 90 down and like five up. Wow. So obviously there were some issues, and he got it fixed for us. I'm super super grateful. It's still not the best, and there are still some issues that I experience. But I think that's just given with like any internet provider in a rural area. Yeah. Um, with Starlink, you know, you you rely off of a satellite, and it says that you can get up to two hundred and twenty down, um, which is is pretty good. Is it one hundred and thirty dollars good? I mean, it depends. If you're living in a rural area and you have that much of a need for internet, and you can pay that amount of money, go for it. But yeah. when I was living in Terre Haute, I was getting a gig and I was getting it for sixty-five bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not even. I, there, it's not worth it at that point if you're able to get that type of service at that cost. I mean, you're you're thinking twice as much, half the yeah. half the download and likely upload uh, speeds. And why would you change?
1: Now, now, Chris, Chris I, there are probably so, and this is the best buy in me coming out. There are probably some things that uh we could probably do to stabilize your internet a little bit mm-hmm. uh, who, who, who's your who's your provider if you don't mind me asking
0: um so this is a local provider that provides service with this whole area that lives out by the lake so it's not like a joint or a uh one of your other phone or cable companies this guy's an old, the guy's an uh, old internet teacher from the school and has his own satellite service that provides internet services to the community here. So like when we get on and do, I'll do a, a download, a, a speed test, download upload. And if it's not running very well and I'm getting ready to get on a show, I'm texting this guy saying, hey, you need to you need to fine tune me a little bit here because I'm not getting very good upload speeds and it's going to go terrible. And he's texting me back. He's like, I'm 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 uh, try that now. How's that? Is that better? He's over there just trying to adjust it Dude, to where he's getting yeah. pointed right at my house or something.
1: That's what I imagine. He sets up a ladder. He's like, <laughs> and he climbs up, and he yeah. there's this big how satellite. It? How is it now? <laughs> Sorry, there was a tree blocking it. Yeah, I honestly
0: um, don't know how it works. I honestly do not know because it it is um like it it is a joint service that he's getting that he's able to sell off that service to other customers. And I don't know what that contract looks like with him and joint or him and whoever else is providing him that service. But he's our only, only option out here in in this location.
1: So that may, that may change things a bit, but, but I know like, so I live in an old house uh, and uh, for a while, you know, we had a perfectly good modem and router. uh, But the problem is it's such an old house that Signals just didn't travel very well. So, like, yeah. you, couldn't, you couldn't go all the way to the door and expect internet. You couldn't go all the way upstairs and expect good internet. So, the first thing I did was bring in my whole home router. And it's, you know, it's, it's, so what it is, it's a, it's a three router combo. It's got, that's what I've got. Towers. I've got
0: an Orbi mesh system yeah. in my house.
1: So, so, yeah, I mean, you, you, you know what it's about. And, uh, oh, yeah. the, I found that, like, when it wasn't cutting it, because it definitely got me the coverage I needed. Yeah. But When that, when that wasn't cutting it, I just i made an a modem upgrade and sometimes the modem literally just makes all the difference and it's so but i i hope i hope and pray that you get better internet
0: so the the big thing i've seen joint running around a lot of fiber pushing out into areas and i think i've talked about this before they're not too far down the road from me it's like you would have a subdivision of customers out here if you would just run it another couple blocks and get to us and i'm hoping that that happens because they are out and about and i there's a big push right now and i think the federal government's working to try to get fiber in all these rural communities so i'm hopeful that happens and and everybody can get hooked up with some good good fiber out in this location get some good internet
1: What's crazy is that Joink will not run it to Duggar unless 40% of the population here signs up. And do you know how many people have?
0: I'm curious because I've seen billboards that say they are coming to Duggar just right outside of Duggar. 2%? Yeah. So it's got to hit 40% for them to come, even though they're already advertising that they are.
1: Yeah. So for them to officially come, they have to have 40% of people sign up. A uh, guy called me and he's like, you're actually the first one who signed up. And I was like, oh, do I get free internet for a year? And he's like, no, you just got <laughs> to spread the word. And I was like, damn, all right,
0: all right. Oh, man. Now you're the salesman for it all.
1: Well, I, so the first thing I did was was tell my dad, I'm like, dad, you have a million Facebook friends post that people need to sign <laughs> up for joint. And he's like, why do we need to switch? i'm like because i want to play video games and watch movies (laughs) yeah no
0: doubt no doubt you don't understand Uh, i we're living in the past we need to get caught up to the future
1: the pain
0: (laughs) it's rough man in these rural communities with internet i mean it is like you said jokingly earlier but realistically we rely on it it is definitely like a utility nowadays
1: we're such a we're such a connected uh, connected society that not having internet is like like a handicap I don't know if that's the right word for it but that's kind of uh, what it feels like I don't know you know I' like I, I didn't have internet for three days and then I went back to work and then people are telling me like oh yeah did you hear like you know Donald Trump was arrested and I was like who <laughs> <laughs> How long uh, have I been gone? I, my beard was down to here.
0: That's a way to transition. That is a way to transition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got
0: mugshots to download. Boys, give us this internet. We got to send this out. We've got to send uh, it out.
1: So have you seen those memes about of uh, Donald Donald Trump's mugshot?
0: Oh, man. Have I seen the memes? Have you seen all the people that have were part of his gang there that... Uh, all have their own little mugshots now that he's joined with
1: yeah uh i heard i heard that and correct me if i'm wrong that he uh got a bonds a bondsman for his 200,000 yeah,
0: $200,000. yes that is true i was so i was watching uh that that night, that evening cuz it was in the evening so he flew in uh into georgia from yeah. florida flew in is plan to take hour or two flies in they they take him to get booked in um get his get his booking done record time it's like he's in 20 30 minutes and out of there and flying back home to florida after he got his yeah bondsman to pay his his bond which which is <laughs> uh, a little ridiculous. crazy but i didn't yeah. know he had trimmed up so much six what six four six five 215 the guy's the guy is getting there now he's ready to battle in in
1: this next election he uh he, okay I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna play the naive person here because i may or may not be naive um can he still run for president even though he has been charged with these things
0: yes he can <sighs> he can still he can still run for president and his uh, his comments. And technically, I think he could run for president from a jail cell, even if he was booked and placed into prison. However, Tiger he's got. Thing. Yeah. I mean, he's got several charges against him. And, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. I th- I guess that's my question about all of this, because he's the front runner of the Republican Party there. They had their first. Republican um debate this this month just like a week or two ago. He did not participate. He's the front runner and he's quite a ways ahead of DeSantis and anybody else that is uh running on the Republican ticket. And he was he was the topic of the debate, not the comp- not the whole topic of the debate, but I think it was wise of him not to debate. I mean, I think What is happening is he's using this and that mugshot. I mean, we've seen that everywhere. That has been shared countless times as a way to push his agenda and also a way to really rally up the right wing conservatives that have been supportive of him the whole time. And I think it's just making it. It's just throwing gasoline on the fire, I guess, is what what I am saying. It's not hurting him by no means, and I think it honestly is probably helping him.
1: You know, you know what this reminds me of uh, when when we were talking about a couple of a couple of episodes ago of how controversy does more good for for celebrities and big names than it does bad nowadays. Yeah. This is one of those is one of those very similar situations.
0: I think this is the very situation. That, that tops them all and it's yeah. like in, anything that he can do to get in the media and granted he's not this is happening because of situations from the past that he incited or was involved with i mean the jury's gonna lay all that out and he'll be either found uh, guilty or innocent of of that for inciting violence and and all of that with january 6th But I think he's definitely using this on his social platforms to really paint the picture as a victim and why he's coming out fighting so strong against it and why you need to elect him as a president. So it is definitely the negatives used for the positive on his campaign trail. And I think anything and everything he he will use to try to get elected again.
1: You know, I, I I gotta say, I think they would have arrested that man for jaywalking. Well, you know, they've caught him doing it, they would have been like, "Hey, here's the
0: <laughs> yeah." You know, and and here's the thing about any of politics at that level, we're talking about uh, expensive groceries, we're talking about internet services, and mm-hmm. really having to kind of watch the the spending we do as normal citizens of the United States. You look at our politicians and the vast amounts of money they make some that didn't have a lot of money going in coming out of their service as a government official elected official as millionaires it's like it kind of makes you sick at times to see how they they don't even have a grasp on reality to be honest with you with the normal folks that are in in this in the United States but the normal folks that are voting for these people and what's sad sometimes is you see some of those individuals even the worst of off individuals voting and fighting the hardest for some of these like Donald Trump that could care yes. less about those people
1: I, I almost I almost think that we need to go back to like finding the most noble man and like electing him the, the leader you know because because at this point it's almost like well how, how much money do you have <laughs> um 350 in my bank account yeah and uh four grand in my savings cool next how much money do you have oh, i hit a small loan of uh of two billion dollars <laughs> and they're like hey that's amazing do you want to lead our nation because yeah. that is a crazy amount of money and we want to slice of that pie you
0: yeah you are super successful which (laughs) so uh this is a really good point because i want to ask you something that kind of gets us into music a little bit so have you have you have you seen this guy named oliver anthony and have you heard Um, this song that he like just blew up the charts with
1: he's uh he's like a like a indie folk singer right like a like a country guy. country
0: i would say yeah. more country yeah short hair guy red beard out in the sticks kind of guy that came out with a song called richmond north of richmond he was actually on uh a, a re actually this was i think tiktok is what made him famous with this song uh surprise surprise oh, but it yeah, was like yeah. the anthem of anthem of the the normal people that were kind of tired of the politicians in washington and i mean that's what his song kind of is about and it just overnight blew up and became this the success that topped the topped the charts which which is awesome in a way but kind of crazy as well yeah. that that is kind of where we're at as a society too and I, have you heard this song or, or seen anything about this guy yet?
1: Um, I, I've seen very little about this guy, mostly because I'm so disconnected from like the country music scene. That I've like, it's one of those terms that I like it, write down, like, hey, block everything that's about country music. So he but, was uh, just
0: recently on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan had him on to talk to yes. him a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, I, did, I did. I did. see that. I didn't watch it, but th- I tell you what, though, this guy looks like. I just, I think I saw this guy in Dollar General yesterday.
0: Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, he's yes. <laughs> He is definitely a guy that looks like somebody you'd see out and about right here in, in our county. But it, yeah. isn't it crazy, though, that, because I, I want to go, I want to talk about another music success in a minute, but sticking with him for a minute, how you can go, and what, what is that like to go from nothing? Because this guy was, had absolutely nothing. He played some music, wrote some songs, and put it on TikTok. And all of a sudden, the very next day, He's a, yeah. a a mega star,
1: overnight. I it, it, what's what's so what's so interesting to me? Uh, it, it I, I don't know. I'm looking at this more from like from a writing perspective. So you know, a, a little. And this may seem uh, I'm like I'm indirectly answering your question, but it all ties into it. Uh, there was this this man slash teenager who. He started when he was young, and he would write music, um, and and it was just, like, so brutally honest and brutally forward. And it was, like, sometimes, like, completely nonsensical. Like, walking... Like, there was a song he had called Walking the Cow. Uh, and, and, it, and he would, like, play on his little Casio... His little Casio piano and a little keyboard he had. It was, like, like a, like a like an 18-key. Um, yeah. And he had, like, a little tape recorder... And he like an eight track and he would just hit hit chord and he would like you know, sing Walking the Cow and all this stuff. But but like when you listen to to all of his all of his songs that weren't always just nonsensical, um, they were just so brutally forward and brutally honest and they just got so straight to the point without any beating around the bush. <clears throat> Looking at his lyrics here, I mean This is this is very like he doesn't hide anything. No, you know? it's
0: pretty pretty raw.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what connected
0: with with people.
1: Yeah, oh for sure. And and he he's kind of got like um. He's kind of got like like a folk. You know, he's not um. Luke Combs, you know, no. he's um. <clears throat> I don't know how you put it.
0: He's from the he's, he's of, from the woods,
1: man. Yeah, he's, he's from the woods, York, right? So there, there's in New York. there's a pretty big like folk music. You know, they do a lot of like what Chris Stapleton does. It's kind of like that Southern gritty, folky kind of country music. I mean, and that's like that's like blues. You know, like blues was not a form of protest, but a form of just such high expression yeah. that that derived from a form of protest in in Africa. And it's the same thing in in jazz, you know, like like it seems like it's just music, but in a way, it's like the rawest form of protest, and that's what this is. And are, am I surprised that we are seeing music that is just causing absolute uh, an absolute uproar? No, I, I you know I wrote papers on papers on papers on uh, punk music and how it was uh, how it was uh, affecting what was going on in, in South Africa during the apartheid. So
0: yeah and his comment was it's kind of being used as political kind of conversation however his intent was not for it to be necessarily a political message and that's kind of what he's saying is he's not out to make music that's political but just music of what he's feeling and what he's seeing within our society right now so it's pretty interesting
1: yeah they a lot of um a lot of people would use um, these African talking drums uh, oh, and, yeah. and they would they would use it as a form of like communication between tribes during like wars and uh, battles and things like that. Um, and it's this guy's guitar <clears throat> is his African talking yeah. drum, I, yeah. I guess L- for sure. Everything starts somewhere, and uh, this is like I am not. I am not gonna say that this is the start of of like something because I don't think it is. I think I think the start of what we like what we're in right now probably dated back further to like you know Rage Against the Machine and yeah. and like the things they were talking about. I would say the Clash, but the Clash they're not from the U.S. But you know, it's like such a similar pattern of of kicking us, kicking us while we're down music when there are serious problems going on.
0: Yeah, for sure. So sticking with music a little bit, I did see, and I only seen this because my wife shared it with my daughter on Facebook. And then I got an email from AMC about it. And the big thing now that you kind of see sticking with a music artist and the challenge to get into her concert. Because you got to be on a wait list to even be accepted to purchase tickets from. Taylor Swift's Eras tour um, Uh, is coming to an AMC and local theater near you, and tickets for that show at Linton Cinema to see Taylor Swift's Eras concert movie. Is $19.89 for an adult ticket and $13.13 for a kid's ticket. And normally a movie ticket at that cinema is $5 for an adult and $4 for a child. What is the what is up with Taylor Swift and the following that she has with all of these Swifties? Whew. I see your mind just blew up. Sorry, you're
1: uh, <laughs> you're you're gonna force me to make a lot of enemies on this show. Uh oh, um,
0: here we go. I here we go. Do,
1: so so first off, I want to preface this by saying that I do not hate Taylor Swift. Uh, I obviously she's a talented person, right? Otherwise, she wouldn't be where she is right now. Obviously, she's got something, but she, I don't hate her, but I hate her. You know, oh, I hate her. I absolutely hate her because I don't even know where to begin. Why would you let your concerts get that out of hand? That That's crazy. Like that, that alone. Okay. People, people are going to flock to the comments and they're just going to tear me apart for this. <laughs> she has no respect for her fans. Zero. Yeah. Zero respect for her fans. And all these signs point towards her being a selfish celebrity. She she is letting the ticket prices skyrocket, and they're paying thousands and thousands it's and crazy. thousands and thousands of dollars. When whenever um you know when when Blink One Eighty Two found when they were getting back together, and they found out that their tickets were skyrocketing, they added more shows. They started playing more shows so they could bring down the value of those tickets because obviously yeah. they know that they, you know, Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster is like, you know, high demand kind of thing. The more demand there is, you know, that's the, the lesser the supply, the higher the price. Yeah. So whenever like blink read to what they did was they started adding more shows and, and in turn, this lowered the price, but it's it, like so many bands and so many artists who care about their fans don't want them paying over yeah. fifty or seventy five bucks. You know, like back in the day when Blink one eighty two started touring, I, I mean, seven bucks right yeah. into a show. Hey, ten bucks to get into the the MTV Beach Show that they filmed with Newfangled. Like, yeah. they they took action as as well as many other bands and many are many other artists took action for the price of these tickets because they were just so outrageous. But she didn't. She didn't. She has yeah. financially ruined half, probably more than half, of her fan base by by putting these ticket prices so high in an economy where gas is $4 and over right now. You it's know? crazy.
0: And so you know she's raking, raking it in when she's given $100,000 bonuses to her semi-drivers that are <sighs> delivering her stages and it's just yeah how do you get it to that point of i mean why would you, why wouldn't you do more shows why do you allow the tickets to be scalped and and priced like for $1000 seats and people and and people flock to it still Connor waiting yeah. on lists to get just the opportunity to buy those tickets at that expensive cost it it just blows I- my mind
1: It's like, I think, I think what the problem is now, because like, you obviously she's like popular, right? She's always been popular every time she put out music. There's literally no argument there. She has been popular. I wouldn't say that she has ever been a number one artist popular until like the last couple of, maybe not a couple of years, maybe like the last like four or five years. Yeah. But, um, obviously she is now, right? Like she's like, she's like doing what Ed Sheeran was doing when he, when he first got really big you know he he was he was just absolutely selling every place out and he was every single song he had was like on the number one charts for months and months and months I, I think what it is is similar to how Japan has such an insane entertainment industry we live in such a shitty time right now that the only thing people want to do is find ways to escape reality a little bit. Yeah and i think I think with with Taylor Swift, she really tries to write about things that are very highly relatable to to most people i i'm I'm not gonna say you know a a lot of what i of what I actually think um because it's not worth a fight you know like right now I'm outnumbered one to like five billion um <laughs> but she you know she writes about very highly relatable stuff. She's really, really, really good about hyping it up and kind of utilizing that fan base, like the mystery, you know. Um, cause she does like these, you know, mysterious releases and surprise mm-hmm. album drops, and, and and I think the fact that she keeps giving back to her fans is in a time where they so desperately need it is what is really, really.
0: So that's what's driven her success, because that's what I was going to ask. What what was the spark that because I'm I mean, my favorite band opened for Taylor Swift several years ago, and I've not seen them take off. I mean, they've become more and more gradually successful over time. But it was like I know she started in the country music scene and then kind of switched into the pop and then it was like yeah you knew who she was and she was famous but it was like over the last few she, years it was just like skyrocketed into yeah, fame
1: she wasn't she wasn't the number one yeah uh, i think i think the uh, i think the fan base number one got older um, yeah and got more widespread but uh but also you know what helps is having double releases of all your music yeah so true. How how do I how I why, so the reason I feel like this is such a selfish situation with her and her like popularity and her fame is because she got upset whenever someone else owned her music. Guess what? Half the music in the world, for, like from the Beatles and Michael Jackson and people who are who are absolute legends, they don't own their music. Yeah, none of them do. And she yeah. got upset when someone else bought, their, bought her music, so she knows she re-recorded all of it, she redid all of it. She's got double releases of all of her music and I'm not saying that obviously that's what sparked her popularity but because she's releasing all of this music again it's all hitting the billboards again it's all being on the radio again so all of this non-relevant music is suddenly making a comeback and it's reaching a wider audience at first it was like all these like 10-year-old girls who are now have gotten older and are now like you know 20s 30s now there's she's starting fresh with like her existing fan base and, and, their those, <laughs> and their kids and their kids and their kids exactly yeah. it's it's what i feel like is going to happen with harry potter as soon as they get done redoing it they're going to expand that fan base to a much younger crowd
0: yeah no oh, i can see that for sure
1: i don't think i've ever talked so much about taylor swift in my life
0: oh, you know it's just boggles my mind and and i knew all of these things kind of fit together today for this episode. It's like, man, all this kind of ties together in some way. And a lot of it has to do with money and fame and success and us as entertainment consumers. And it's just like, I don't know where, where does it go from here? Especially with her. Like how does, does she continue on this, this incline or does it, does it all come down
1: uh to be honest i don't think there is a higher a higher point to be i don't either you know i don't either. like i i think i think that a good example would probably be uh like metallica right so metallica was just on such a growing um they they were just they were going up and up and up and they were so widely considered to be one of the greatest metal rock bands of all time and they they still hold the record for the biggest concert ever yeah. Yeah. you know and I feel like at that point they were at the absolute peak of their popularity and now look at them you know like Lars spoke out about Napster and now Metallica's in the freaking toilet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, some some people, yeah. some people some people some people don't agree. Some people who are like diehard Metallica fans, but like that's what I'm saying. But like, that's really all they left have. Are though diehard. are those the diehard yeah, <laughs> yeah. the diehard
0: yeah. fans? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, crazy it, stuff. It, I
1: think I think it's you know like I didn't think you could get bigger than Ed Sheeran in like the early 2010s, and lo and behold, you can. But yeah. before that, you probably couldn't get bigger than like I don't know who's someone big from the 2000s.
0: Oh, I mean, you, I mean, you think of Eminem and
1: yeah, Eminem, who's huge. Yeah, Eminem and freaking uh, I don't know, T Pain. I guess I, I have no yeah. idea. I don't know how many, how big of a fan base T Pain really has. Um, Chris, who's your favorite band? I you you said that they opened for Taylor Swift.
0: So Need to Breathe is my favorite band. I've followed them for, I mean, ever since they came out with their first album. I think they're on number ten. Now and when Taylor Swift did uh, her early tour, she wasn't like super famous. She had them opening for, and they were probably four albums in by that point. And um, you know, I've just they've been ones that have done the same, all of their music just kind of speaks to just really situations you go through in life. And that's kind of why I followed them. And they've gradually gotten more and more successful, but it's never been like a spike in success. It's like right. they gain a few followers, they gain a little more, they gain a little more. They they play, they started in bar rooms. They They played over in the Bluebird. They moved up to a little bit bigger venues. Now they've played in some arenas, but it's like taken years upon years. And it's like, this band should be, pretty successful and it's like they can't catch their break to really just kind of spike them up in into the charts and be a lot more famous than what they should be
1: need to breathe has currently two million five hundred thousand monthly listeners on spotify and i that's pretty good i i think uh like yeah it was slow it was a kind of a slow burn for them to get to that point yeah um but clearly, I mean, they've they've done pretty well from themselves because not even um, it, so. I you know I I love a lot of like legends, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously, there's a lot of people um, I love listening to who are just like undoubtedly they're huge uh, or they were huge. But then, like, I kind of hone in on on the music that I like nowadays. And the music I've I've kind of always liked since I was a child, Um, and and that's like kind of heavy punk rock music, and uh, I mean because I mean that 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 I feel like just really speaks to me. I mean they say so much, and it's it can sound so angry, but it can it can mean nothing at all sometimes. (laughs) But like sounds so quiet and mean everything all at once. So I mean the my one of my favorite bands this band called Neck Deep. And they're playing some of their biggest shows they've ever played, and they've been around for probably 10 years. Yeah. Um, and they have—they only have a million more monthly listeners on Spotify. Really? So Need to Breathe, I mean, they've not been around for half. I don't think they've been around for like half that time. Because oh, they I, have, I've, yeah. They've been around they? for
0: a while, yeah. They've been around since it was 99, I think, they
1: got their start. Yeah. Wow, Really? So you've been following them since '99.
0: I've been following them since um, well, that was when they started as a band when they re- released their first album. It was probably 2006, maybe somewhere around there. So You're
1: right, 2006 with Atlantic Recording. Yeah, that's yep. that's incredible.
0: Yeah, so that's when I started following them when they started that first albums when I really. Uh, checked out all right who is this band and then i mean every song every album i've just really kind of fallen in love with
1: now i obviously you know spotify listeners don't they don't mean anything with popularity but I, I i think i think they're certainly doing um i think it's all about their shows you know like if you go to a show and they're oh, just yeah they've got such a packed house of such dedicated fans to them. They've made it. And I I think that's really, that's all it's important. Oh, that's how, that's
0: how it is. They sell out all the time and they put on a remarkable show. The live performance just is everyone I've been to has just been amazing.
1: One of of my favorite bands I listen to nowadays is this, uh, this shitty little band called Prince, daddy and the hyena. And, uh, They, they only have about 200,000 monthly listeners on, on Spotify, which again has nothing to do with their popularity, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know. Do you remember the Minzingers? I don't think so. They, they would have been really big around the time you would have been in like high school. Okay. Um, so the Minzingers, they played a show up in Fort Wayne and they're still pretty big, but you know, a lot of their, they're kind of like Metallica. A lot of their following now, they're just dedicated fans. Yeah. Um, Prince Daddy and the Hyena, they came in and they opened up for this band uh, at this really small venue. And for an opening band, I have never seen more of a packed house in my life. And I hmm. was like, wow. Like, Prince Daddy, they i feel like at such early stages in a band's career is when they have the best fans. Yeah. So just... Chris, consider yourself one of Need to Breathe's best fans.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> one of the giving founding fans. That's right. Yeah, giving
1: That's them right. support early on when you, when right. you need it. Get them it. where so, they need to be. Do you listen to Spotify like regular? Is that your platform that you listen to music on?
0: So, no, because I pay for Amazon Music, and I just use oh, it. Wow. So I have a annual subscription to it, so I use that as my music. You
1: might be like one of the one of the five people on the planet that use probably. amazon music probably yeah. yes how do you like it is it good
0: it is good um i have had it a while and i've just got it as a renewal and yeah. every year i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna get rid of this and then it's like oh renewed for another year i was like gosh dang it I, I but it's nice we use it so we have alexas and stuff um so I mean, it's so it's it nice because you have yeah. it in the the house. You can play it. Play it in the car on the go. So it's it's pretty handy. You get anything anything, you, anything you want. Yeah.
1: What uh? I, so I, I only use Spotify. I've been using Spotify for so long. I used Title for a while, but that's when I was a little more pretentious and what I was, uh, you know, the quality in which I was listening to. Yeah. Um. So Amazon, they they don't do like the yearly step like you're in the 2% of listeners of this band like do they do the stuff like that like no. your, your year in review
0: no they don't do any of that
1: so I, surely you know what they are right like they're all over the place like oh people yeah get yeah. them at the end of the year yeah yep. so yep I think it's so funny how uh, I, I get these things it's like hey man you're in the top 1% of listeners and neck deep and I'm like <laughs> They don't even know my name, you yeah, know? They don't even know who I am. But then, like, like, you see someone who's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm in, like, top 001%. Zero, zero, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm buddy that's why them. That's why they don't know my name, you know? That's right.
0: Who are you? <laughs> top 2%.
1: lame. Top 2%. I feel like we have covered such a wide variety of topics today.
0: I think it's been a really good discussion good show man this is we had we had no breaks i know i'm kind of winded i'm kind of sweating i shouldn't have wore this I hot know. shirt actually
1: i uh i did some voiceover today i was i was recording some radio commercials um and I was just thinking, I was like, <gasps> I was like <laughs> "Welcome, ladies and gentlemen!" Like I was, I was doing this like whole wrestling announcer thing, you know, "Sunday, Sunday, Sunday!" Like, but I, it felt like in between every line, I was just like, <gasps> <gasps> "Ladies, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's
0: and, get ready to rumble!"
1: Yeah, it was, it was something kind of like that, and I just thought to myself, man we have to record a show today
0: that's right
1: uh, i don't have I've been going at it all this. day
0: all day so is that is that for a commercial then you're doing the voiceovers for kind of curious yeah. what's this new commercial going to be like wrestling themed yes nice and
1: it's it's done it's done i don't want to show it on the show maybe it can be right. a maybe it could be an after show an after show thing for a quick uh, ooh, few minutes we there we jo- go there we go yeah, if you got you got to you got to pay, you got to pay to see it. You know, that's the perk of up. being
0: a member subscriber. Paying Heck that yeah. extra two ninety nine, you get all these extra perks.
1: Heck yeah! Um, so if you guys if you guys want to stick around a little bit longer and watch a little breakdown of a commercial that I just got done shooting, feel free. Uh, Chris, as we wrap up tonight's episode, do you have any closing thoughts?
0: Man, I think I'm I think I'm tapped out of thoughts tonight. Yeah, that was that was all over the place. I would just say. Uh, We'll be we'll be back at it. Hopefully, the internet stays strong for us. Um, but yes, every Wednesday, 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 whatever. Wednesday, show.
1: Wednesday, Wednesday. Except for this week, it's Friday, Friday, Friday. Oh, by the way, everyone, there have a happy Friday. Have a happy weekend. I hope Labor Day. Enjoy. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. I hope you guys enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And you. Woo. I don't know what I don't know what people do on Labor Day. I hope you eat plenty cook, of hot dogs,
0: cook out, drink beer. It's almost like... Don't labor. It's almost like don't
1: labor. Fourth of July light. Kind of, yeah. I could see that. I'd see that. Well, we we have to choose a poll for the end of the show. It's got to be a Taylor Swift poll. I know, I know. I just don't know what. Okay, all right. Here's one. Would you pay premium ticket... ah, No, that's too wordy for a poll. I think...
0: um, I think it's got to be um, I'm curious about this movie or this being in the movie theater like who's going to yeah. go see that really yeah. you're going to okay. go watch well, a concert in the movie theater
1: we'll ask that we'll ask that well okay at right. $20 we'll a pop at $20 a pop I don't know look I I got I got to say this really fast I myself am going to go watch a concert in the theater but it's not Taylor Swift sure a 24 is a 24. Is remastering a Talking Heads concert, a concert oh, really? film, and when I'm going to watch out. that instead. Uh, th- this month, I think. I think it's super. It? Huh? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I bet it's not sad. twenty
0: dollars a ticket to get in there. No, no,
1: no, no, no. It's probably straight straight to video. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this week's poll: um, Are you going to go see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie, and are you going to pay a premium ticket price for it? Let us know. And if you want to you know, say more than just yes or no, you can also leave a comment. Let us know how we did. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Chris, got anything else?
0: Just peace out from me.
1: And piss off from me. See you guys.